0: Welcome to Uphill Conversations. Everything in life worth having is uphill. You can't go uphill with downhill habits. It's time for another show with your host, Tim Pecoraro. Are you ready to be inspired? Hello, everyone. Welcome to Uphill Conversations. And I am your host, Tim Pecoraro, and I'm glad you can join me as you are living your life and heading towards your emerging future. Hopefully you are eliminating any downhill habits and canceling out all agreements with limiting beliefs. And yes, it is true, you can be more, do more, and have more. So, welcome to episode number 15. I'm really uh, glad you're here and you're listening. Thank you for all your support, and um, we are... Continuing to see our downloads uh, just grow and grow. So, hey, I'm really happy and I'm thankful to you, the listeners, uh, for all that you do to um, allow someone else to have a little voice in some time in your day, a voice in your ears and time in your day. And hopefully um, the information that you're getting from my guests is helpful. I would love it if you would rate and review the show. Go to iTunes and look under podcasts. Type in Uphill Conversations. If you are not already subscribed to the show, you can do it there. But also, if you are, I would love it if you would rate and review the show. Also, at Stitcher.com in the search window, just put in Uphill Conversations, find the show right there, bam, and rate and review. You can also go to my website, UphillConversations.co, not .com. You can subscribe to the show there, and I'll be adding some new features shortly to the site. And uh, also, I have another button I added right there at the top homepage that is uh, be a guest on the show. If you feel like you have some great input or some inspiration, something that is fuel for someone's journey, for their desired uh, life that they would like to create, please fill out my form or pass it on to someone that you think would add value. So um, today, it's going to be all around productivity. And I think we all have those lists of things that we should be doing want to do, um, have forgotten to do, um, or actively trying to do. Um, We could all be better with our productivity. Uh, According to the dictionary, productivity, the quality or state or fact of being able to generate, create, enhance, or bring forth goods and services. Um, It's important. We want to get things done. I mean, we'll feel much better. Uh, life is better, especially when it comes to the things that we're uh, we want to make an impact with, or if it's our life's work, those things, the dreams that we carry, things that are inside of us, and we just need to get better at doing them, getting them done. So this episode is going to be around that productivity. So my guest is uh, wonderful at productivity. Uh, has built a business around productivity, and I think that you are going to thoroughly enjoy this episode if you are a person who desires to be more productive. So without any further delay, let's jump into this interview. Well, my guest today is Nancy Gaines, and she is the CEO and founder of Gain Advantages Incorporated and has been advising Fortune 100 companies on how to increase revenues through proven systems for almost two decades now. She is a best selling author and international keynote speaker. Nancy has been named in the top 100 productivity experts to follow on Twitter and as a global podcast downloaded in over 60 countries, and that's huge. Nancy's main focus is creating business processes with actionable steps so her clients achieve more consistency, ease, and ultimate success. And I love that because I love productivity, so welcome, Nancy.
1: Wow, thanks, Tim. That was a marvelous introduction. I really appreciate it. I'm so excited to be on Uphill Conversations today. Let me just kick off really quick by offering your listeners an amazing gift. I would love to help them with a 30-minute power session to smash their biggest productivity problems. They could just send me an email, nancy at nancygains.com, and put Tim in the subject line and then I'll go ahead and connect with them. So Nancy at nancygains.com Tim in the subject line. And I would love to hear your first question.
0: All right. Well, thank you for that great gift. And my listeners are uh, proactive folks, so they will definitely do that. Um, so check this out. You know, I've been listening to uh, some of your podcasts and other things, and and I love being able to extrapolate things about an individual, especially with some of your interviews and some of the consistent themes that I hear uh, from, uh, The the host of a show. And one of the things that stood out to me really big um, was around thinking and doing. Um, I have something called Potad, which is a partnership of thinking and doing. What I love is how you say you need to separate your thinking and your doing. Would you do me a big favor um, because that is a big deal for me and I see a lot of people run into that as a problem, Um, you know, not, not thinking enough and doing too much or not doing anything and thinking way too much, however you want to put it. So walk us through how you see this separating your thinking and doing.
1: Absolutely. And that is a great question. So let me break it down to two parts. My first recommendation is for people to set aside dedicated thinking time once a week. And it may be as little as 30 minutes until they can build their thinking time muscle up to an hour, maybe even two hours. But it's time that you may even want to pick a special place to do your thinking. And you just ask yourself questions in your business, such as, what can I do to serve more people? What am I not missing? What could be the fallbacks If I try A, B, and C, and you just ask yourself these questions, it's almost like having a conversation with yourself. And the reason it's important is you've got quiet time to really focus on your business and not be in the day-to-day rush. Now, the other part of that is separate thinking and doing time. A lot of times I see people try to solution something while they're instead of setting stepping back and thinking about how they're going to solve it, they try to solve it and do it at the same time, which just gets really messy. So you must have been must have picked that out of one of my podcasts where I talked about think it through first, structure it out, and then do it. Is that right, Tim?
0: Yes, that is absolutely right. And people get they get they just there's so much you know, especially when it comes to being productive. They get paralyzed, they get stuck, you know, with this whole planning, you know, they don't know how to unplug, you know, they don't know how to really create that sacred space, you know, that quiet area where they can, you know, really think, as you said, and then give themselves, you know, uh, you know, more room uh, in their mind to actually go at something better. So on that, on that productivity side, when it, when you're, you know, encouraging people, um, with the, you know, sitting down and actually taking that time. What do you think about the time? Is it five minutes? Is it 10 minutes? Like, what do you do to get people moving in the right direction, starting small and then adding more time to it? What should they do first?
1: First thing is make a list of questions. So you're not thinking about the questions during your thinking time. So it should be a standard list of questions such as, how can I get more done in less time? How can I reach more customers? And then when you sit and actually think, you just write with a real pen, a real piece of paper, not a computer, no electronics. And you just... Don't even take the pencil off the paper. Just write the answers to those questions. Let me give you another example, too, outside of thinking time. I know a lot of people want to be authors, and I think you're an author as well, right?
0: Uh, Supposed to be. I've been working on two books for 15 years. Ouch. (laughs) So I am working on getting that done, as I was saying to you earlier in our pre-chat, that I have got to get these books done. But yes, that is something I am doing.
1: Well, let me tell you a quick tip on that one. It took me 10 weeks to write my book and 10 months to actually edit. So you're going to have to edit and edit and edit with the publisher over and over. That was like just draining. But one thing I tell people, when you're thinking about writing a book, a lot of people sit down and just start writing the chapters instead of stepping back and thinking through the books, like making an outline. What are the key points? How can I group these into chapters? Once you do the thinking part of it, the doing of actually writing, maybe 30 minutes a day is so much easier versus just writing the chapters. That's where people get stuck because they didn't think through, they just jumped right into doing. Does that make sense? Oh,
0: absolutely. And I think that applies to just life too, because you see people trying to write every page of their book in their day instead of saying, hey, what what do I want to live into the next day? And so even outlining, that even fits into some of the Um, I like to tell people to make cosmos out of your chaos you know in other words put some constellation you know in place instead of just all of this looking up into the sky and go what is that (laughs) because that's what people's (laughs) lives look like a lot of times because they're trying to do everything you know and but that's great advice for writing a book and that applies to your life is that correct
1: oh, for sure. Like, where do you want to be next year? You can't figure out a day at a time, kind of set a goal. And this is perfect timing. I suspect this is going to come out toward the end of this year. People are thinking about how do we rock 2017? Well, you got to put a strategy in place, a plan, and then actually do. So life and business are intertwined.
0: So, so true. And I love to tell people that why don't you just work on being one person that has the discipline and develops the habits that, you don't have to change who you are to go do the things that you're going to do. You can just be be you. Build yourself. Build all those things on the inside so that everything on the outside of you only meets your your skills, your tangibles, your intangibles, what you're passionate about, your why, your potential. You get to put it all to work and you don't have to worry about which person you need to be for the moment.
1: Right. For sure.
0: So let me ask you, you know, you're bothered by the lack of productivity (laughs) and I heard heard you say that and I loved it. I was listening to it and I'm sorry, I may be referencing different things. And so for those of you who are listening, I have consumed a good bit of um, Nancy's material. So I, I didn't write down every little thing, but I took the things that meant the most to me. So I wouldn't just get caught in trying to remember titles and all this, but I took that away and I was like. I love it. Just as I told you when it came to the books, you know, I'm getting to the point where I'm so tired of saying I've been writing two books for 15 years, which is good because I'm getting sick of saying it. But you are bothered. I love that bothered by the lack of productivity. Talk more about that. And because I can tell that's what drives you.
1: Wow. And first of all, I'm flattered that you've listened to so many podcasts because I've had some amazing, amazing guests. I'm just um, surprised how many people say yes when I reach out to them. But I probably did say bothered. And here's why. Because life is really short and it just waste bugs me when people waste their time when they could be doing so much more with their lives and getting on the uphill conversation. And Probably because I lost my dad when I was 16 unexpectedly, and it made me realize how short life really was. And you never know when your expiration date is coming up. So I get really bothered when people kind of leisurely walk and they don't have any any focus and any purpose, and they're like not excited and, and, and missing energy. So yes, it bothers me. I admit it. The whole world knows. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but that's great. And I think because of it, you do, you do extraordinary work because it's not a bother in the sense that you just sit back and complain about it it's created an action inside of you it's like it's a desire for you to help people with that and i tell people what good is a desire if there's no demand put on it and it's and i feel like you being bothered by, by this lack of productivity puts a demand on the desire that you have to help people really really see better things in their lives i mean would you agree
1: Totally, because I've got the outside's perspective. They don't even know that they're wasting or that they're dragging their feet or taking a lot of time to make a decision. I can see that. I can see it from the outside looking in and I just feel driven to help them just kind of light a fire, be a catalyst and help them get more done so they enjoy life. My husband says I make a face when I'm annoyed with people. (laughs) (laughs) I don't do it on purpose, but I I know I give this like impatient, seriously, that's such a complex product um, or process for example our water heater went out just a couple of days ago we just got it working but this process in order to get it covered under warranty is I had to pay the company first they have to submit it it's got to be approved by this other company who turns around and writes them a check and they write me a check and I'm like that's five touch points can't I just give you this part and you write me a check they're like no it doesn't work that way and that drives me nuts because that's so unproductive and a waste of people's time there's a there's a non business example for you right there. No,
0: that's okay. I'm going through it right now. Where we had, and it's funny you say hot water heater. It's brand new. However, in the wall, um, some shoddy piping on the inside between the walls was leaking. Uh, consistently next thing you know i start seeing carpets getting wet go under my house and notice oh gosh all the insulation is dripping and so yes it's the same process and so you get the plumber has to come stop the leak then the adjuster has to come out and look then he sends in the paperwork oh i know what you're saying and i look at that and i say there must be a faster way than all of this however it is what it is and guess what (laughs) it hopefully it'll get done soon and I can you know stop complaining not that anybody even cares but (laughs) it doesn't work
1: (laughs) so is it fair to say you're bothered by inefficiency as well
0: um yeah I am I um yeah when I see people uh you know I look at that and I say, and that's where I struggle. That's why I say the potad method that I'm working on. And it's a whole way of doing things like my coaching clients. I have several of my, um, uh, clients. I'm working with a medical group that left a massive hospital system, and I work with them. and 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 one of my things with Potad is the partnership of thinking and doing. Is how do you make that partnership? And the balance isn't in, in, is not in being balanced. The balance is knowing which one demands the most at which time. However. Even if it's 80% doing and 20% of the thinking, the time is gonna come where the thinking has to be so concentrated in that 20% that you're doing doesn't suffer because it is well thought out, but it's so concentrated the thinking that you are very efficient. I'm a big process person, I'm a big systems person because I believe growth can only be sustained by structure and structure has to be efficient, has to be in order, has to be well thought out, has to be well planned, and then you can grow all day. So yes, efficiency is something that drives me crazy um, you know how you get those emails, a person sends you an email and then they send you another email and then they send you another email and then another email. And then they say, look through the thread. And I sit there and I go, Hey, I'm not going to answer that until it's all grouped together and bullet points where you can ask me in one email, use your subject line properly and help. And I know I sound like a jerk, but it's like, I just want to get things done. I want to get you your answers. But yes, you probably hear the passion in my voice. And those of you listening, <laughs> please do not get scared, but it drives me crazy. I, cannot stand inefficiency.
1: <laughs> I, I love your point about scalability because systems are what allow people to scale. When a business owner gets to the point and I get an, this, this is a majority of my clients, they're ready to grow, but they're, Struggling between letting go of control, because they're used to being a solopreneur, and growing. They have to decide what's more important to them, growing their company or maintaining control. And ultimately, they realize they need more systems and let go of some control. You know, systems for lead generation, sales conversion, even scheduling their time. All of that has to be systemized or they'll never serve as many people as they want to
0: right and it with all of the opportunity for automation that makes it easier because then it frees up your mind you can occupy your mind with better things to go into more you know real true problem solving you know just get those things done you know and i agree with you they just need to spend a little bit more time saying what can be automated there's redundant things that happen every day they're just redundant tasks i don't want my mind on those things i want my mind i want i want on on higher things greater challenges Things, you know, because obstacles are there, but I don't want them to be the ones that I've created. There's gonna be enough that are outside of my control that I would rather embrace and take on than the ones that are self-imposed.
1: Oh, absolutely. So systems actually do the work for people. I like how you say it takes out the thinking because systems do the work so they free you up to focus on on other things. I read a stat that nine out of ten business problems can be solved when you have systems. Isn't that kind of a cool stat?
0: It sure is. And and you know what the interesting thing is, is that tool is just waiting there to say, Hey, put me to work. You know, it, it's what what we need to do is look at our systems and say, What can you do for me? instead of sitting there going, I wonder what it can do. We want to just be, you know, we got to change that point of view. And, you know, it's like buying a laptop, you know, buying a MacBook Pro, spending three grand for that thing and playing solitaire. What in the (laughs) world are you doing? That thing is saying, try me, push me, try to break me, try to freeze me, try to, I mean, do you understand what I mean? Like maximize this thing. And it's a resource and people only use a fraction of the resource available to them.
1: That's a great point. One thing that we teach our clients is anything you do more than two times needs a system. Anything you do more than three times should be automated. And to me, I don't care what tool people use, because there's so many tools out there, I can't even keep up. But just pick one that fits your lifestyle and your habits and put it in place. Anything more than twice, you need a system for, for sure. Well here, let's do this. Let's break that down. I
0: love this. Where we're going with this. Let's your, you know, I I'm your your new name for me is Productivity Master. So that's what I like <laughs> because that's what I that's what I hear come from you every time. So and I love it. I know there's more to you, but that's just kind of how I have uh, how I view you. Um I'll
1: take that. That's a good one. Hey,
0: Pro- Productivity Master. You heard it first. So carry that name. Get <laughs> let everybody know. Well, Tim calls me <laughs> But let's let's um, let's do something practical. Say someone has a small, um, you know, they they work a regular job. OK, and they're try, they're maybe supplementing their income. They're working on making a shift. They don't know. Maybe they ultimately will move into this side gig full time and they're trying to uh, figure out what needs to be automated. Um, so let's just say they work 30 hours a week at their regular gig and then they're trying to figure out with a minimum amount of time, say they're trying to dedicate 20 minutes and it's going to require them to obviously do some selling. Um, how? What would you say to them? I know that's just kind of random. And let's just say it's a single parent with four kids. How about that?
1: Okay, so the question is how do they fit 20 minutes into their day for their business? Was that right?
0: No, uh well no, they're doing 30 hours a week. Sorry, I said minutes, my bad. Good listener. Uh 30 30 hours a week is in their regular gig. They're trying to do 20 hours in their new in their side gig. It, you know and how I
1: mean? Sure. So w- number 1, and I know this is a typical productivity rule is get their time under control. So one thing that I recommend, my favorite tool is schedule once. So I think you use something similar. Basically, it's a calendar tool where people can schedule automatically without my intervention because I found I was wasting too much time going back and forth and email. Are you free this day? No. How about this day? And complete waste of time. So by having an online calendar tool that people can send out and people can see when you're busy and when you're not, and there's total security, right? They don't even know what you're busy what busy doing. It's just Available or not, that is one thing I would do. The second thing I would do is have them chunk their time, C H U N K, and work on similar activities at one time. If they're working 30 hours at a job and maybe eight hours a day and then throwing in a few things, 10 minutes here and there, it's going to be really inefficient. The brain doesn't switch very well between tasks. So they need to have 30 hours of work time and then their other 10 to 20 dedicated time just for their business. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah,
0: absolutely. I love it. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. And I like that chunk time. I use another word called block time. And when you tell people block time, they go, huh? And I'm like, no, just put it in there. Put that stuff in that block of time and guard it and just get it done. Because I think people, have you ever? let me ask you, do you, you see people, it's like they think every time needs to be huge and big wins. And I do think I talked about, or not I, I talked about, I heard you speaking about, you know, bigger little first, and you said breaking things down. So talk about breaking things down and the value of chunk time and how you see that versus, I know you said the brain doesn't do very well with this little 10 minutes here and shifting gears and all of that, but go into the big versus little for wins and how that will help you move along with the chunk time wins versus this scattered stuff and thinking something amazing and huge is going to happen.
1: Sure. So I'll share how I do this in my personal week. So Monday is my writing day. I get all of my blogs out of the way for the the week, sometimes even a couple weeks out. So I'm just focused on whatever I need to write. Wednesdays are my podcast day. I line up a lot of interviews and I just do back-to-back because I'm in the podcast interviewing mode and I take care of that. Fridays are my coffee days. I go out and actually meet people in person back-to-back. I tell people Book this day. I'm going to be at this exact location, pick a time, and I just sit there and camp out. And people come to me because I used to drive all over Denver on any day of the week, which was really stupid. (laughs) Looking back, that was a big waste. And then Tuesday and Thursday are my client days where I do coaching calls. Um, Sometimes I speak, mix it up a little bit there. So that's how I chunk my time on a big picture. On a smaller scale, I do 50-10 sprints. So I work 50 minutes, 5-0 on some task. I turn off my email. I turn off my phone. No distractions. I have to be laser focused. Can't even get up and go to the bathroom or, or get a glass of water. And then as the alarm goes off, I have 10 minutes of a mandatory break where I move around and then get back and just keep repeating that. So there's kind of the big picture and smaller tips that the listeners can do immediately right now.
0: Those are amazing I'm writing a few of them down. So <laughs> those, those are great. Those are really good. I, just so you know, I can say the first time I'll say, well, m- my friend Nancy says, <laughs> and then the next time I could say, I've been known to say.
1: <laughs> Use it however you want. That's it helps right. us serve, serve more people. Although, although you have to say my productivity master friend. Nancy There you
0: go. My productivity master friend, Nancy. And by the way, if new England does have to play Denver, you need to try to, and we have to go to Denver again, like we did last year. I'm a New England guy. I'm just going to let you know that I will be emailing you to see if you can score tickets. Okay. So (laughs) just keep that in your, in your, on your radar there in your awareness for me. That would be, well,
1: I just met a connection. I need to stay in front of this person. So they remember me, but right now I am just floating about the Cubs winning. I'm from Chicago. So that's my hometown. And we just clinched the world series. Oh yeah.
0: that was an amazing, amazing thing. I, it was what it was. I mean, that was the best game seven I've seen in a long time. Oh, it was man, great. I couldn't
1: even go to bed. And I'm like, I've got this. Ama- so I just got asked to be on the summit success. I, do you know Liam Austin?
0: I've heard the name.
1: He puts together amazing experts on different topics. So he's done a LinkedIn summit, he's done Instagram, and now he's doing one on productivity that's coming out in December. And I was so flattered that he asked me to be one of his guests. So he's in Australia. So we had a first thing in the morning interview, my time, late at night, his time. And I kept thinking, I gotta get some sleep for this interview because it's video, (laughs) but this game is so amazing. And then it went into extra innings.
0: And you were like, oh my God, and then the rain delay.
1: (laughs) And then the rain delay. And then you know pitchers pitchers always kind of lose a little bit of their oomph when there's a rain delay. So I was worried about that. But yeah, I don't think Chicago slept last night.
0: No. And I, yeah, I think they're not going to sleep for a while. And, uh, and I feel for those Cleveland Indians. However, they're an amazing team. It was, it was really, I mean, they're both phenomenal clubs. And so you're going to be all in your Cubs gear now? Are you like getting special Cub gear made for you?
1: <laughs> I'm not that much of a fan. I just, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm remote. But uh, let's do another repeat on Denver Broncos.
0: In, in New England? Oh, we're <laughs> going to get it this time. We're not doing what we did last time. So just to say, so just make sure we don't lose our friendship over a football game.
1: <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm good.
0: All right. Well, hey, I got, a, um, I got a question for you. And this is something I like to ask uh, my guests. So I'm a big momentum person and momentum is not easy to create. Okay, And it doesn't look for you. Momentum, um, as my mentor, John Maxwell, um, you know, says all the time, momentum is the great exaggerator. And it makes you look good when you have it and you look really bad when you don't. So knowing that it does, it's not easy to create and it doesn't come looking for you and you have to create it. What are some of the things you do to jumpstart your momentum?
1: Oh, I love that question. I have a sticky note on my office here and it says, doubt will take you out of action. Action will take you out of doubt. So whenever I have a client who's feeling a little hesitant to move forward, I remind them about this. And it's just taking one step. It's amazing how momentum builds, but you have to take the, actually you have to take two steps, right? The first step doesn't move you. It's moving that second leg that actually moves you toward a goal. And I'm a big fan of just just doing something, whether it's right or wrong, because almost everything, almost everything in this world can be undone, maybe except like, Brain surgery, but yeah. right? <laughs> right, you're right. like, well, that was okay, but I need to tweak it, and then you just tweak it. But doing nothing is what keeps people in place and no momentum, right? You can't, you can't turn a parked car. You have to move a little bit in order to make it go.
0: Right, right, that's true. You need that motion, and that's an important thing. Well, let me ask you this, part two. Of that question is this: Have you ever had momentum? I'm talking ridiculously great, amazing moment- momentum, but it was going the wrong direction. And if so, what did you do to course correct and change?
1: (laughs) Well, I know you've been in your business a lot longer than I have. And I just remember those early years of just trying to figure out what my message was. And I pivoted probably four times in the first 18 months. And it always makes me laugh because our significant other always has kind of this unwritten deadline when we're supposed to become profitable. Are you, are you married? Yes.
0: <laughs> I know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they, they never tell us what that deadline is, but it's always way sooner than uh, we actually hit it. So I, I had to just keep trying, I'm like, okay, that didn't work. Let me try this. No, nobody's resonating to that message. Nobody's buying that product. So I am quick to fail forward. I don't, I don't mind jumping out there and saying, Hey, that didn't work. Let's revisit, uh, versus being stubborn and just making it sticking with it because it was my idea. So I'm a big fan of, yes, I fail, but, and I fail a lot, but I, I rebound and bounce up. Keep going. That's that
0: tenacity, and I think that is another thing that's important in persistence. And and I say that's that good stubborn. You know, we need to have a little bit more of that in us. Um, uh, I'm a believer, and um, one of the things I love is, you know, what what did Mary feel like? You know, think about how tenacious she must have been. Carrying, you know, the life of Christ inside of her womb, walking around people thinking whose child is it, you know, all this stuff. And then her story that she had to have and she had she hid it in her heart and didn't reveal it to everybody. That is tenacious. That is a tough individual, even though it's not tied around failure, but it looked like a failure. And I think sometimes (laughs) what we do is we adjust because things may appear as if they're a failure, but they're not. They're just a work in progress.
1: Yeah, that's a really good analogy. Our, my four values are decisiveness, simplicity, perseverance, and fun. So, people have to decide and then just persevere, but be willing to to change a little bit if it's not quite going. So, those are my my few chips of words of wisdom for your listeners. Say decide. The, say those <laughs> again. Say them again. Decide. So mm-hmm. be decisive. Mm-hmm. Go for simplicity. Right. Pers- persevere and have fun. I think that's a great formula to, for momentum. It's a great formula for everything in business and life.
0: Well, that's, and I think that's great because even when we're talking about momentum, um, and once again, in uh, in my time of checking all your material out, out there, you know, you talked about unplugging and I know that means not only just unplugging from devices and electronics and email and you know, everything that, that just overload, overload, that fun part you know, a lot of people, you know, I coach soccer. My little girl has a team and I have eight little girls. I coached my boys all the way up to, and they went to like premier level playing and I I love rec and coach soccer. Now soccer wasn't my sport growing up. I was a football player and a wrestler. And, um, but soccer was always one of those ways to, I had to gain weight for football, lose weight for wrestling. So it always kept you up to, you know, you were always, you know, it was helpful to, as you're losing and gaining weight, keeping your lungs where they needed to be. So I coach it. And, um, one of the things that I do with the little girls is I tell them always, I have them point to their, their head, their heart, and then do like they're flexing their muscles. And I say, you have a strong mind, <laughs> a strong heart and a strong body. And, you know, and I tell them, where does your champion live? And they say on the inside. And I say what do you say? Champion come out. And so they know a champion, even if they lose, they're still a champion based on how they played. And, yeah. And so That's I,
1: incredible. How, the, how old's your little girl? Um, what, she'll what be seven.
0: She'll be seven, and um, my 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 boys are sixteen and fourteen, and and she Eden came later, and she's seven, and and the team, the you know the oldest on the team is going to be seven, and which is my daughter, and they're all pretty much. Well, no, they're two oldest. Our, her friend Ava is going to be seven as well, but these these little girls, I get them to have fun, and they're learning the game. And that's still the thing. So that part on those four totems, I guess I would call them that you have that, you know, that decision and decisiveness, that simplicity, the um, perseverance, but have fun. When you unplug, that lets you have fun. Because here's the thing. I believe the fun is the fuel for the future. And when you learn to just get involved in that, it's amazing what you learn from not even doing the thing that you're trying to do.
1: Yeah, that is awesome. And you're teaching your little girl confidence, which confidence, confidence makes a huge difference in momentum. Sure does.
0: It sure does. And I've struggled with it. I think, you know, I was asked the question the other day, they, you know, we all go through it, Nancy. I don't know if you ever, you know, you know, the imposter and all these things, like who wants to listen to me or who wants to read that or what makes me think. And we all get challenged with that. But that confidence, that thing of believing about yourself, you know, and just really understanding that you're fearfully and wonderfully made, you know, that this, that, that there is so much more to you. You're more than you've become, you know?
1: You know, it's, we always think people are paying more attention to us than they really are for some reason. Like, here's a perfect example. I was at a networking event a couple months back and somehow I bumped up against this table of of cupcakes with this icing and didn't realize it. And I had icing down the front of my, <laughs> of my shirt on a, you know, like around my waist and I get home and I'm like, Oh my God, I've been walking around with white icing on a black sweater all night. And nobody said anything like, you know, you have to bump up against it. And I'm like, you know what? I don't think anybody even noticed. That's why. Cause they were so into
0: it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Into their own networking. And I just laughed that off, but yeah. Yeah. We feel like the
0: spotlight is always on us for some reason.
1: (laughs) And it's not, nobody's watching us. They're watching themselves. And my (laughs) cupcake frosting is a perfect example.
0: Yeah. And you could even, when you got home, you say, "Mm, it was a good cupcake. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Let me ask you this. Um, How do you help people um, with their potential and the belief about their potential?
1: you mean, how do I help them with their mindset?
0: Yeah, that mindset and their beliefs. So the mindset, obviously you can have a, you know, mindset, basically you have two ways of doing it. One is something that's kind of, you know, it's just there and it's in the air, but other people can get fixed in their mindset. They can get really fixed. So how do you help people with that when it comes to their potential, but what they believe about it?
1: That's a great question. My specialty is more on implementation. So, for example, my Systemize Your Business in 90 Day program, Gain Biz Advantage, tells people what to do every day. It's got a 90-day action plan, so they just have to get up and do the steps, which are they can complete in 30 to 45 minutes. So, I realized I'm much better as a doer than a mindset person, but I suspect along the way, as they see that they're making progress, they probably change their own mindset more than I can help them. So my gift is more productivity, a little bit less on mindset at this point. Maybe I'll grow into it. But that's okay.
0: You know, I mean, I believe that everybody has, you know, and in your specialty, like you said, it's just when they're productive, then that's when they're going to see those breakthroughs. And then their mindset does actually have the opportunity to change. And I do believe it's a byproduct of being productive.
1: Yeah. I'm a behind the scenes mindset person. How about that?
0: There you go. Well, you know, (laughs) you're influencing them. And so what you're doing is you're lending them some influence because I do believe your mindset is in the right spot. And that's why you have the ability to do what you have been doing with others. So, um, let me ask you this, the importance of, um, of inner circle of who you allow in, um, those closest to you. Um, you know, I believe in the power of the other. It's not just believing in yourself and investing in yourself and growing, you know, and having that personal growth, but it's also, you know, the, the power of others and having the right people around you as you are on your journey. What steps do you take to be connected and aligned with the right people?
1: I love that question. So I always laugh when I hear, I'm sure you've heard this, if you're hanging around with four broke people, you're the fifth. Have you heard that? (laughs) No, but that's good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's who you surround yourself with. And what I found is everybody is approachable like, I know you've gotten some amazing people on your podcast. I have as well. All you need to do is reach out and ask. And most people are willing to say yes because they've achieved major, major success and they want to give back. So I'm I'm not shy to ask somebody for a few minutes of their time to mentor me. I don't take, I don't abuse it, but I've, I know a couple billionaires that I'll be like, I need to run something by you. Do you have a few minutes? And I always send a thank you note, a handwritten thank you note. Sometimes a... Starbucks gift card, I'm like, go enjoy a coffee on me. You didn't have to take time out of your day, and I appreciate you did and here's what I learned. So I try to make it specific. So my advice is find follow people that can really help you and that you support and and ask them for their help, but in return, ask how you could support their missions as well. That's great. So don't hang around with four broke people.
0: That is great. And have you ever had to have a necessary ending where you had to just say to someone you know, it's not being rude or anything, but just to make sure to keep toxicity out and negative things, have you ever had to have a necessary ending where you had to say I really need to get away from this person?
1: Luckily, I've been hanging around with people that are amazing and I don't have the toxic people, but I have had to break up with some networking groups that weren't serving me and I've had had that tough conversation of I love the people in this networking group, but we're just not really good business partners. So I do need, I've broken up with a few groups that way. So not a toxic person, not really a toxic group, just not helping me get to where I need to be.
0: That's awesome. But it's a priority. And that's what you're having to focus on first things first. And it needs to be something that we're adding value to each other. If not, we're not aligned. And so, you know, the best thing is, is, Hey, I bless you to work with other people because that's what I'm going to go do, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And, Yeah, that's perfect. And one piece of advice I'd give to people is it's okay to break up with things because otherwise you don't have room for something else. We only have so much space. So if you're going to keep hanging on to toxic or whatever doesn't fit, it's blocking space from something that's going to move you forward. So break up when you need to. It's okay.
0: That's great. Um, There are one more question here that I have for you. That's um, also one of my favorite ones to ask people. Well, I may have a couple more questions, but this one, especially I want to make sure I get in. Um, You know, a lot of people have habits that they need to break. And one of the things that I do is I try to create a list of habits that I want to spend the rest of my life trying not to break. What are some habits that you want to spend the rest of your life trying not to break?
1: habits that I want to keep. Yeah. You're you're just saying
0: it. I'm trying to be clever with it and you're just saying it directly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I am the productivity master as you named me.
0: Yeah. So that was, I have, I asked you a question in an inefficient way.
1: (laughs) So one thing I started doing recently is before I get out of bed, when your mind's kind of in that half awake, half asleep phase is come up with 10 things that I'm grateful for. And it has to change every day which makes me think, like, it's easy to come up with three, four, five off the top of my head. And then I need to think, what else am I grateful for? And it could be just like, I got to sleep in today. It could be like, what a beautiful day. I'm going to go hike in Denver. It could be, wow, somebody really helped me yesterday that I wasn't expecting. So I have a gratitude practice that before I get out of bed, I have to come up with 10 things and they can't be the same as the previous day. That's one habit I want to keep. Exercise. I'm a huge believer in you have to move your body every day. I park far away from uh, shopping centers for two reasons. One, I don't want to have dings on my car, but two, (laughs) (laughs) it makes me walk a little farther and I always take the steps. I don't take the elevators. If it's six or less floors, I take the steps. There
0: you go. That is a very, very good. I like it. Um, by the way, since you said on your four totems that we talked about, that decision and decisive, have you read that book by Chip Heath and Dan Heath, Decisive?
1: No, it's it called Be Decisive?
0: No, just Decisive. How to Make Better Choices in Life and Work.
1: No, but let me write that down. Yeah. I'll check that out.
0: And those of you listening, I recommend you read this book. So whether it's business or life, it does not matter. It is an amazing, amazing book. So, um, well, let me ask you, what's new on the horizon for Nancy? You got anything new in the works that you can share with the listeners? <laughs>
1: Well, I'm just grateful for such an amazing year. I got to speak at least 18 times this year, including two internationals. I spoke in India and Mexico, which was really cool, and then six U.S. states. So The next couple of weeks, I am going to be planning 2017 where I'm going to be so I can help people be more productive. productive. And my goal is just to gain people back one hour in their day, just one hour in their workday, which is 20 hours over the month. So how would you like to take a few more three-day weekends, Tim? You could do that with 20 hours back in your month.
0: I would love it. (laughs) I would absolutely (laughs) love it. I would love it. Believe me, location free and uh, time off would be great. You know, that's, that's one of my goals is I have made people lots of money. I have invested and I'm not regretful. I, I don't regret it, you know, because I love to serve people, you know, and my love language is to give. I love giving and I love doing it behind the scenes and I love to invest and sow into other people. But one of the things that I've realized is that I'm also one of those people but with the curse of being capable. I have the curse of being capable of pretty much giving away the entire farm. And so one of the things I'm doing is realigning myself, redirecting and refocusing that um, to, you know, to uh, now say, you know, it's it's it's, it's my time. I'm not going to stop giving and serving and all of that stuff. But I am going to be building those things that, um, you know, with more intentionality.
1: Oh, that's a great thing. That's awesome.
0: Gotta do it. Must do it.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, talking about giving, I would love, besides the quick call to figure out where people need to smash their biggest productivity problem, I just put a brand new report on my website, The Five Systems Every Business Needs to Boost Productivity. People can download it at nancygains.com and that's N-A-N-C-Y-G-A-I-N-E-S and they can at least get a little bit more productivity in a, a short way. And of course, they can have a phone phone session with me as well. That
0: is awesome. Look at you. You're the gift that keeps on giving.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I
0: love it. You are so kind. And, um, you know, and also for those of you who are listening, you can find Nancy on Twitter at Nancy L Gaines and on Facebook. And I do believe if you're going to go to Facebook, just type in Nancy Gaines, but it would be Nancy, um, period, right. L period gains. I think that's the way it is. If you're going to do it there, is that correct?
1: I, Yep. That sounds right. And I'm very active on LinkedIn. So LinkedIn's really easy to find me as well. Yeah. I love to connect with people. I always accept connection requests and then send me an email how, you, how I can serve you and support your goals. Cause that's the whole thing, right? How many people can we all serve together? That's, collaboration.
0: That's right. And you know, I, um, I love to say that speaking of collaboration, that collaboration is the admission, the admission or to admit weakness. And it's not a bad weakness. So when I tell you let's collaborate, I'm bringing to you. And, and I'm, it's almost like a transparency and an authenticity that says, I need you. And if people could come there, not just being strong and not wanting to admit and just understand that's the beauty of collaboration, we actually could do it better.
1: So did you say that's a definition?
0: No, that's Timism.
1: Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's from the third book of Timothy. <laughs> I like that. I like that. (laughs) So anyways, well, um, this has been another episode of Uphill Conversations, and we've been having a great conversation with Nancy Gaines, who I am now calling the Productivity Master. (laughs) And all of you listening, you can find Nancy online at the places we've already listed. It'll be in the show notes. And please remember that you can be more, do more, and have more. But most importantly... You will see people like myself and Nancy on the hill. Talk to you soon. You've been listening to Uphill Conversations. If you would like to hear more, subscribe to the show. Go to uphillconversations.co. Later on, Ski.